0: Hey guys, I'm Stephanie Goss and this is the Uncharted Podcast. Thanks for joining us again this week. This week, Andy and I are diving into something that I've been talking about a lot with some of my fellow managers, which is what do we do and and what do we say when clients ask our team members whether they're vaccinated or not? And um, this is definitely one of those things that every practice is struggling with. I'm sure your CSRs have probably already heard the question. And especially if you're in a position, as some of my friends are, where clients are coming back in the building, they were talking about, you know, how, how do we talk about this so that everybody's not giving an off the cuff answer that's different every time. So um, come, come join us. Let's, let's talk about it. And now, the uncharted podcast
1: And we are back. it's me, Dr. Andy Rourke and Stephanie, are you vaccinated, Guss?
0: <laughs> I am vaccinated God, you can you,
1: you shouldn't have to tell me that if you don't want to <laughs> uh, that's your medical history. All right what uh we got man we got the world is crazy let me just pause the world is crazy uh as we're recording this uh (laughs) there was a run on gasoline in the south yeah uh and there's no gas stations in town that have gas and i'm like did not see this coming (laughs) it's like We
0: we were prepared for the toilet paper hoarding
1: yeah, it's like a video game when you like you just wake up and you're like, I didn't think that the aliens would land, and like here, that's that's the world that we live in. And you're like, oh, well, guess we're doing this now. I know
0: it's so <laughs> it's so so crazy. I um and when I first started seeing people's posts about it, I thought, well, I didn't see that one coming, and then I started seeing the discussion amongst my manager friends about, well. Now what do we do if we can't? People can't get to work.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of us driving around with three bucks in the tank, (laughs) and it's just a surprise. And now we're like, oh,
0: I can't, I can't. And I mean, I think about our the makeup of a lot of our hospitals, and so many of us have younger team members who have no reference point for this. Like some of us who who have older team members who are. who are older ourselves remember what it was like in times when you did have to wait in line for gas and that there were, you know, gas rationing and shortages, but a majority of our team has no reference point for that. And what that concept is
1: like. Oh, my, my West coast friends were like, ride your bike. And I'm like, we want bike lanes in South (laughs) Carolina. Like we got, we got, we got narrow country roads that people drive too fast on. Right. (laughs) ride your bike I wish
0: <laughs> um, oh man all right, well, all right uh, that's enough
1: of that but.
0: so we've got something good for today I think which is kind of kind of relevant to what's going on in our practices right now there's been a lot of conversation in the uncharted community and um, certainly I know I've had this conversation with manager friends about um, what the heck do we do when clients First, it was, well, I'm vaccinated. Can I come in the building? Yeah. And now it seems like we figured out how to deal with that. But now the question becomes, what do we do when clients are asking our team members if they are vaccinated?
1: Yeah. Yeah. File this and under how the we world handle, is crazy. How do we handle that? Yeah. 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 I mean, it and it makes sense. Like, like we should have seen this one coming. Uh, what What happens when the clients come in and go, hey, are you? now that we're in this room together, are you vaccinated? Or, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, now that we're doing a euthanasia together, are you vaccinated? And, and, and here, like, okay, let's, let's do an exercise at empathy first and say, let's imagine that you are an immune-compromised person, right? Like, just imagine. And uh, this is a really scary thing for you and you want to be with your pet during euthanasia. Um, you don't know anything about the doctor and technician that are there kind of huddled around your pet, you know, at the end of its life, in this moment, you really want to be a part of. And so you're saying to them, hey, uh, do I need to be concerned about the risk of this disease that could be really bad for me uh, mm-hmm. or this illness that could be really bad for me? I, I, I can understand in, you know, in a compassionate way how that person might want to just ask and be like, let's just do a quick check uh, around the room. And I just want to make sure that this is that, you know, that, I, that I'm safe. And, um, you know, if you're not vaccinated, maybe I could work with someone who is. And again, just, just at a very basic level, I go, okay, you know, I, I, I don't think the person asking this question is a, a monster or that they're trying to, you know, um, value or you know judge people for anything or anything like that i i feel like it's i feel like it's an understandable question to ask that doesn't change the fact that it is an invasion of privacy for the person who's being asked about their medical history and their personal life decisions Mm -hmm. and um yeah and and so I, i think that that's i think that that's really true and it's it is an interesting issue again this is one of those ones I'm not convinced that there's a bad guy here. I think that a lot of times people don't necessarily empathize with the person that they're asking questions to um, and what that would be like. And 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 then there's also this sort of team component where some people say, I am vaccinated and proud of it. And, well, that opens up the conversation for other people who maybe are not vaccinated and, and are proud of it. And this, and, and we end up in this weird place that we just generally don't want to be. And the legal part over top of all of that is we are talking about people's medical choices and um and their medical status
0: yeah and i mean i think i think you're totally right we should have seen this coming right (laughs) i think we we should have been able to to see this one but who would have thought that we would be in a position where we would be out somewhere in you know a public place. And, and we don't often think about our clinics as public places because they're, you know, private businesses, but we're out and about and who would think we would be at work and be in a situation where we'd get asked a question about something that has to do with our own private medical status. But that's kind of where we are, you know, as a, as a world and, and trying to figure it out, you know, it it goes back to something that we've talked about recently when we talked about the other pieces of how do we talk to our clients about the COVID situation with our team is like the team has to know what to say. And when we when we don't say, okay, now we've heard this question, now let's formulate a plan and we continue to freestyle it, you know, for as long as we need, that's where I think a lot of us run into trouble. And that was why when we were looking at this, I thought this is a really good one to just talk through because um, it's going to come up. It's going to come up for
1: all of us. Right. Yeah, I think I think that that's I think that that's key. And I also, I, th- I think if if people are having a hard time empathizing with the discomfort of answering these questions, I think one of, an easy thought exercise you can do is flip it around and imagine that the person who's asking you about your vaccine status uh is um is criticizing your decision to get vaccinated, right? Like, what if someone is an anti-vaxxer and they want to know why you did get vaccinated? Because they don't like that choice, or they think that it says something about the way you're going to treat their pet, or they have some idea that 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 makes you somehow more dangerous. Just just flip it around, I guess. If if because I know a lot of people are like, well, they should be able to ask that question. You know, you know, just trying to empathize with the other team members and say, okay, I just I can see how these types of questions can be personal and make people uncomfortable, even if it doesn't make me uncomfortable.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. Well, and I think I think one of the things, you know, you and I have talked about this previously when we talked about the ever changing COVID environment in our practices. And one of the things I think we have to think about is when this all started, we did a really, really great job of trying to explain things to clients why we were closing the lobby, why we mm-hmm. were scrubbing every surface every 10 seconds, like all of those things. And I think we're at a point now where a lot of us have re- kind of relaxed on that education because we feel like for clients, this has been going on for more than a year now, like everybody's kind of got it. And I think when you were talking, Andy, about the idea of, well, what if you you know, were immunocompromised and you brought your pet in for a euthanasia and you were sitting in an exam room maybe this is the first time that you've left your house in a while because you can have everything delivered now, right? right? So, Mm -hmm. So maybe this is the first time they've left their home. And even though for your team, it's the gazillionth time you've had a client in a euthanasia room since COVID started, but that client doesn't know what to expect. And so I can totally understand where if we have relaxed our education of our clients and setting expectations for them and talking about what's going to happen and how it's going to happen, I can absolutely understand where someone, even just out of curiosity's sake, might ask that question. You know, of someone that they're now in in a room that is probably smaller than six feet with. I, I
1: I don't I don't fault people for asking this, and I just think most people, they just don't think about it or they just only, you know, they're just in their mind, they're asking a question for their own safety or for, you know, for whatever their specific position is. And it's not, maybe it's not something that they have any problem discussing and they would happily tell you about themselves and their health, you know? And so I could I can, I can see how this is not a big deal from their eyes. And I can also sort of see how it is from the, the point of view of the staff. The other thing that's different now than it was when we started, right? When we started off with COVID, we were trying to educate people about what we were doing. And I can tell you, I did not anticipate people absolutely not being on the same page the way that they are. You know, I didn't anticipate people being angry about the fact that we were taking safety precautions because it was not what they wanted to have happen. I just, again, I'm not trying to, trying to wade into, into a, this side versus that side. I'm just trying to say I I guess I just sort of anticipated maybe foolishly that people would kind of understand that we're generally trying to do what's best for everybody and go along with it. And it just hasn't shaken out that way. And there are a lot of people have really strong feelings that are completely contradictory to the strong feelings that other people have. And so I think that for us as the care providers, as the people trying to serve the clients, we're kind of in this place of having warring factions both coming in the door sometimes, and we're trying to walk that line of like, look, I just want to take care of your pet, and I just want to be safe, and I'm just trying to do what I think is right to keep other people safe. And um, that's not a, I, I think trying to justify and explain and teach through all aspects of that is enormous and daunting and beyond what most of us want to do. I definitely agree. Let's um, let's start talking strategy. Uh, how do we how do we not get sucked into this vortex of I believe that you believe this. Um, I don't agree with what you're doing. And then also, I just I want to ask you personal questions about you know your vaccination status of your staff or yourself. And how do I make that not a thing where people feel they're viola- they they're being violated uh, as far as their medical privacy. And they're um, having to defend themselves in, in ways that just are not in alignment with taking care of pets.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a great question. And for me, when I put on the manager hat and turn on my manager brain, I definitely think about it from that perspective of this is not just a conversation with a client about their life, right? Like it's not it's not like a client asking you. Oh do you have cats at home? Right. It feels that way because we invite clients into into our home essentially into our into our practices and into our businesses and for most of us we um you know if you're in a GP environment and you're seeing patients more than once we build build and develop relationships with clients and that's what our practices are uh you know set upon us as a foundation but at the same time it's it's not as simple as that. It sometimes might feel as simple as that, but it's, it's not because there are factors, you know, think back to when we had the conversations about, well, why are we not letting clients in the building? Well, for a lot of us, it had to do with people on our team who were immunocompromised or who had family members at home who were immunocompromised or who were pregnant and maybe hadn't announced it to the world that they were pregnant yet, that, that's the level of privacy that we're dealing with when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. And it's not as simple as sharing the details of your why with the world for, for everybody. It's just not.
1: Well, especially when you get into things like um, if you say to me, Andy, are you vaccinated? And I say no. And you say, why not? And then I have a condition that prohibits me from getting vaccinated. Now you've kind of put me in this place where I'm like, well, I don't really want to talk about what's going on in my life that prohibits me from getting this vaccine. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? And you have walked me into this weird position. And um yeah, I I think that that's that's organizationally, that's where we can end up. And so as leaders, we should go ahead and set some policy and some guidelines up high to prevent our people from ending up in that position. And so even if someone says, I'm totally fine discussing this, well, other people are not, and that can just walk those other people into a harder position, you know, or apply additional pressure to them. Mm-hmm. And, and we just, we the easiest, cleanest thing is to not split hairs here and not try to parse this on an individual basis. And it's definitely not as a leader to abdicate responsibility and say, you know what, we'll let the staff figure out what they're going to say individually. I, I don't think that that works. I think we need to give them some support. Uh, I think we kind of need to pull together as a team and decide what we're going to do. And then people need to support the team. And that means supporting each other.
0: Yeah. And I I agree. I agree with everything that you just said. And I also think that, um, you know, from a headspace perspective, when we approach this with the team, putting yourself in that um, someone else's shoes and allowing yourself to feel that empathy and realize that the best course of action for us with our teams here is to create something that can be used for everybody and not necessarily make any one person feel singled out or left out of the discussion because they may feel or, or think differently than, than the majority. This is one where it's easier to just say, well, let's, let's talk about how we address this, no matter whether you're vaccinated or not. And you're getting the, the, that question, right? Like if, if you are vaccinated, a lot of times People are finding that it's easier to say, well, of course I'm vaccinated, but it doesn't matter whether our team members are vaccinated or not. They should be able to have the same response that they feel comfortable sharing with clients ready, regardless of where they, where they fall in, in the scheme of things.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's, um, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about what we're actually going to do. Sounds good.
0: Hey guys, I have something coming up that you absolutely do not want to miss. If you have a new grad or a recently graduated doctor who is joining your practice, you want to check out the upcoming class that we have happening on May 30th. It is a workshop with the amazing and talented Dr. Lindsay Gallagher. She is doing a New Grad Mentorship 2.0 class where she is going to be diving into how to support new grads in your practice, how to set them up for success, nice common new grad challenges and how to spot them early on and really supercharge your mentorship skills so that the new grad uh joining your practice is going to learn faster work smarter and absolutely bond and love you for having them in your practice so if that sounds like something you'd be into check it out come on over to unchartedvet.com forward slash upcoming dash events see you guys there
1: okay, I think it's probably easier to talk about what we can say than to talk about what we can't say because we've, we've already got into that. I said that we should lean into the team, and I agree with that. We can give people information at a team level that is not violating people's privacy. Right. That Mm -hmm. is not uh, getting into the realm of HIPAA concerns that is not putting any one person on the spot. Mm
0: -hmm. And so there
1: is a response that we can say where we say, I'm not able to comment on medical uh, on medical status or medical decisions of individuals. I can tell you about our team. Blank. And then if everyone sort of goes to that, you can make a strong case for people's safety in your practice. Mm-hmm. Without having to say I myself have done this, let me tell you why or what reasons are behind it or justify my decision to you. I love that examples. I think of of the types of things that that we can say uh, as a leader. If you have this information, it is okay to say seventy five percent of our staff is vaccinated. Or you know, 80 percent of our staff is vaccinated. You can say that you can say we have encouraged all of our staff to uh, to get vaccinated. We give time off so that people can get vaccinated. We have had vaccine incentive programs to uh, encourage people uh, to get uh, vaccinated and to give them scheduling flexibility so they can make that happen there are things that we are provac we have encouraged all of our, our employees to blah 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 blah. And so you can you can put forth that type of information to reassure the person and again without getting down to the level of the individual.
0: Yeah, I definitely uh, agree with that and I have been um I've been thinking about it because often this is where these nebulous gray things are where the team can Often struggle with not reaching for the policy tool, Mm -hmm. right? And saying, well, our policy is, and then quoting something that doesn't sound anything like they would say it. And Mm -hmm. it feels weird and awkward and uh, uncomfortable. And so, this, but this is one of those cases where I think having a great policy or script for your team to know what to say is really, really important. And I think the key for this is getting them to practice how to say it so that it doesn't sound like they're reading from a script, you know, or reading from a memo that you <laughs> that you sent out to them. They have to get comfortable with what you're saying and so um you know as a team I think your your point Andy about when you're talking about it with the team at a meeting is to look at well where do where do we stand? Are we are we majority vaccinated or are we in a situation where it doesn't matter if we're majority vaccinated? We do have um, immunocompromised team members who cannot be vaccinated. And so maybe the answer is in, well, um, you know, we are still, you know, like we're still not letting clients into the building because we can't guarantee that even if our team was 100% vaccinated, we can't guarantee 100% of our clients are vaccinated. And, you know, like those, those kind of things are all all pieces to factor in and and most importantly i think discuss with the team so that yeah. i think the team will give you a representation of what your clients concerns and fears might be because they're thinking about these things from the perspective of their private lives and so asking them like if you were to go into your own doctor's appointment and sit in a room what what would be things you might ask or why you know how might you say it to them and then practice with each other so that they have the safety net Of knowing what your protocols and policy are, but so that they get comfortable with the how to say it, because that is the part that most often throws people off or the the time that I have seen team members freeze like a deer in a headlight because they get asked the question and they know what they're supposed to say. But what they're supposed to say doesn't feel comfortable for them. Yeah. And so they really struggle with then actually saying the script that they know they're supposed to give. That's when I find people go off book and they just say whatever comes into their mind, Yeah, whatever's going to come out of their mouth. Right. And that's when the team gets into trouble or gets uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. The short the short piece of this, I I agree. I, I don't like giving people a script to say for the exact reason you said it's it feels weird. It sounds weird. They don't feel authentic. They all like when the pressure's on they freeze uh there's three pieces to this that that i think are are helpful right to put forward to the team and they can kind of say it in their own way but um but one two and three so number one is they need to say as a company policy we can't disclose an individual's particular vaccine status so you can say however you want uh we're uh you know we're not, we're not able to, we are not allowed. And I like, I like to put, make, put it on company policy. It's not just, I'm not going to, it's, Hey, I, I am not able to disclose individual vaccine status. No one on our team is able to disclose their individual vaccine status. Right. And, and you can think about it and you can think about how you want to say it. You can come up with five different ways. I just threw out a couple of them right there. Um, but essentially number one, they have to say, I'm not allowed to tell you what individual people have chosen as far as vaccination goes. Bang. That's number one. Number two is this is what I can tell you. And then if you have information about we are majority vaccinated, we are 80% of our staff has been vaccinated. We have had a uh, vaccine days. We have, uh, you know, we have had uh, vaccination opportunities scheduled and completed For our staff members uh, here at the clinic, we have, you know, we have we have time. uh, We have been given time and have been encouraged and incentivized to get vaccinated uh, if we are able. And so you're giving them something right. Try to give them any information that is, again, information on the team. And uh, and that can also be we can tell you. We take this very seriously. We have been curbside throughout the vast majority of the pandemic. We uh, require masks in the back as well as in the front. We limit exposure. We still we continue to social distance. I can tell you those things. And so tell them what you can tell them about your team, about your business that will make them feel comfortable. And then the last thing is, number three, is um, what we believe. We take safety very seriously for our staff and for our clients. We are uh, following CDC guidelines on safety measures, and we are doing everything possible to make sure that our patients and our staff uh, and our clients all uh, stay as safe as possible. And so that's a belief statement, right? Right. So, number one, I can't tell you about individual status. Number two, I can tell you this about our team uh, and our practice. Number three, I can give you reassurances that your safety is important, and we are doing everything we can here to minimize any risks to our clients. And so, those are the three points I want them to make. I don't really care how they make them. I'm going to give them some examples and try to give them uh, information to share because otherwise, they won't have it. But uh, that that those are the the points that I would want to give to them and then have them practice. How are they going to say it so that they figure out how it feels right in their own mouths? I love that. I think the the larger training piece of this is then fitting that into something that seems normal and feels normal. And so I think we should just generally be talking to our staff about when people start to talk about vaccine status or when they're starting to talk about uh, just COVID protocols in general, things like that. You know, these is basic stuff, but it is really good to just review it with the staff. Right. Number one, listen politely. Listen actively. There's a difference in you saying, I can't share this information with you and you acting like you don't have time to hear my concerns. Right. Uh-huh. Or that you yeah. don't or that you're rolling your eyes because you think that I'm being foolish for asking you if you're vaccinated. Right. Yeah. That, that's damaging to the relationship. I can 100% give you my attention, validate you, actively listen to you, politely listen to you, even if I don't share your your belief and you're saying that, you know, this protocol is restricting your liberties in some way that I don't agree with. I'm not going to roll my eyes at you. That's, that's not going to happen. You know, I, I'm going to listen politely. I'm going to listen intently. I'm going to try to understand where you're coming from. I want you to feel heard and you're going to be heard. And I am going to agree with you on what I can. So when the person says, you know, I'm just really worried about this pandemic or I'm really worried about how things are going in our society, I'm going to nod my head and go. I too have concerns about how mm-hmm. things are going in our society. I'm not going to laugh when I say it, but I, you know, but I, I am going to, I, I'm going to agree with what I can agree with. Right. right. Um, and that's just classic relationship building. That is commonality. That's common ground finding, you know, and, and just, and I'm going to do that. And again, if I take the time to make this person feel heard and to find common ground with them, then when I set a boundary and say, I can't tell you this, but this is what I can tell you, right? Then I've I hopefully built some trust, right? A lot of the time for these people is they don't, they don't, they're not trying to actually evaluate your specific steps that you're taking. They're concerned and they would like you to know that they are concerned. And they would like some reassurance that their concern is not being blown off and you're taking it seriously. And I mm-hmm. think for most people that regardless of their position, that is most of what they want. And we can give them that without putting ourselves or our team in a bad position.
0: Yeah, I I think it's um I think you're spot on. And I think that's one of the areas where I think a lot of us are struggling right now is that losing that empathy for the client experience. You know, it's it's funny when we did um our Uncharted conference last month. One of our friends, Erica Cartwright, did a mic drop during the conference and she was talking about um, not losing the empathy for the client experience. And it really resonated. And I think what you just said made total sense in that perspective that this is they're not asking because they, you know, that they're out to get anybody. They're not asking, um, you know, they're asking because they're worried (laughs) and they're in an uncomfortable position. And so they just want to know. And yes, we will face those clients who are busybodies and who just really want to know because they're the neighbor that's sticking their nose over the fence. But the vast majority (laughs) of our clients, when they're asking questions, they're asking because they're concerned or they're worried. And so losing that empathy for them in that moment is a mistake that we all can make because we're tired and we're burned out. But This is when it's time to talk to the team about, look, you guys, we're going to get this question. And, you know, when you go through training to be a Disney employee at one of the parks, you know, you get asked the question, what time is the five o'clock parade? And you have to look at someone and be able to smile and say, (laughs) the parade starts at five o'clock. And when you think about the absurdity of that question and the fact that you get asked questions like that over and over and over again, all day long in your job, you still have to smile because... It's the first time that guest is asking you the question. It's the same with our clients. Even though we've heard the question 5 million times or we're frustrated because we've been asked it for the 15th time today, it's the first time for that client. And when yeah. we start to lose empathy for that and we start to lose empathy for the fact that coming into the exam rooms, I'm a, you know, for all the reasons why we didn't want clients in the exam rooms when we started doing euthanasia during COVID, the snot and the crying and the, you know, the <laughs> the aerosolization of fluids, like those are all things that the clients are probably thinking about too, to some degree. If they're concerned about their health risks in the exam rooms, that might be why they're asking the question. So it it's really important that the team understand, look, you guys, this is not They're not asking with malicious intent. They're asking because they're concerned or they're worried. And so this is where we need to, even if it is the 15th time in a row we've been asked this, dig into our empathy vault and say, yes, Mrs. Smith, I can totally understand why you would be concerned. Let me tell you what we are doing to make sure that all of our clients are safe. Yeah. Um. Even if you're giving them a non, you know, a non answer, even if you're not addressing their specific concern about are you vaccinated or not? You don't have to answer that question because at the end of the day, it is an individual medical um, knowledge question and your team shouldn't feel like they have to answer it, but they do have to feel comfortable with how do they strap on the, uh, you know, empathy helmet and go at this with the client so that they do understand.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think sometimes when I talk about referring to company policy and saying we're not allowed to, or we're not able to, or the company policy is blank, or the CDC has told us blank. I think sometimes people don't think that squares with being empathetic. And you and I talked last week when we were talking about people showing up late, uh, like very late for appointments or no showing. um, I, 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 I talked about rules as gifts to the staff. And my position is that if you have some guidance from the staff, Those rules don't stop you from being empathetic. They free you to be empathetic. So, for example, um, it feels harder for me to say, I'm just not going to tell you what you're asking, but I'm empathizing with you, but I'm not going to tell that to you. (laughs) That seems harder for me than to say, I understand where you're coming from. I am not allowed to give you that information, but let me give you information that might make you feel better or answer your question as closely as possible. Yes. And now I feel like you and I can be more tightly connected because of this rule, as opposed to me citing some bureaucratic hurdle and being like, I can't tell you that because I've been told not to. You know? Um, yes. Yeah. So so that that's I just I just want to. Put that out there and say when we talk and we have hospital policies about we are not able to talk about individual people's choices to get vaccinated. Period. That is not me trying to use a shield of you know corporate you know um, corporate you know uh, rules to to push people away. It is me offloading this problem conversation onto the onto the company so that you and I can still talk as people and I can help you as much as possible knowing that I'm not able to help you this way because I'm not allowed to I'm not able to because of a uh, not because I don't want to but because of a position higher than myself and so when I say rules as gifts I see them as gifts because they take away some of these some of the awkwardness and give you something solid to say I want to help you I am not able to do this but I am able to do these other things and because I want to help you. And I think it helps with empathy rather than hinders it. If you use it that way.
0: I love that. And I, I totally agree because I think it's back to, it's back to the simple, um, you know, when you have to tell a client, no, you need to tell them not just no, but what can you do for them? And it's the same here. Like you were just saying, your team is still going to be in a position where they are telling the client, no, I'm not going to share that information with you because it's private. Here's what I can tell you. And that, you know, however they, however it feels most comfortable for them to phrase that, that to me is the key of like, look, I am telling you, I don't want you to disclose the information to clients. Like this is me as a manager. I would I would make sure my team understands. I don't want you to disclose the information even if you don't feel uncomfortable about it Mm -hmm. it's none of their business and you don't need to share somebody else's vaccine status with um, a client however you can't just say well company policy says i can't tell you that yeah because if you shut up right there that's where you're telling them no and nothing else is following and that's where they're going to get a bad taste in their mouth because it's going to feel to them on the receiving end like There is something to hide or that you're (laughs) that you're being, you know, you're being dodgy with the information. And this is where you need to just say, I can't tell you that because it's private medical information. However, dot, dot, dot. Like that's where you have to fill in the blanks. It can't be a hard no
1: with nothing to follow. You're right. When you said that before, it totally sounded like you had like you were hiding something when you're like, I can't tell you that. Like that totally sounds shady to me. I, 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 I just love the way you said that. Just so matter of factly, I can't, you know, I'm not able to tell you that because it's confidential medical information. Um, Bang. That's a nice way to say it. And it's done. And then you go on and you say, you know, I can tell you that our practice is trying its best to make it as easy as possible for team members to access the vaccine boom, you know, and, and then and give them something. Try to, what the, when they say, are you vaccinated? They're not really asking you if you're vaccinated. What they're really asking you is, am I safe? And so I can answer the question under the question without telling you whether or not I'm vaccinated, right? Yes, you
0: are 100% right there. and And I totally agree. So I think when we think about how do we, how do we address this with the team? One is I think you need to have a team meeting so that you can talk about all of this stuff that we just talked about, right? Like they, they have to be able to talk about their concerns or their fears or what are, what are clients asking them and how are they asking it? And, um, and then when you talk about how do we break it down with the team in terms of addressing it with the clients, one is, is that you as a leadership team of the hospital have to figure out what is your policy? What is your protocol? I would, very, very, very strongly suggest that your protocol not be to disclose private medical information about any member of your team. So so if you were a hospital who was maybe sharing more than you should, I would encourage you to not because this is definitely one of (laughs) of those areas where we can get ourselves into trouble as dear, amazing veterinarians who just love our clients and think of them as family and where we blur the lines. Don't don't get in trouble, (laughs) put up a safety net and say, I can't share this information because it's private and it's medical. And so I I can't do that. And then talk to your team about what are you going to say? And then figure out how to practice how they're going to say what they're going to say. And um, again, you know, we talk about a lot role playing is no one's favorite, but this is one of those times where it really benefits the team to say, well, let's, let's, as uncomfortable as this may be, let's talk through this because it gets easier when you see someone do it and you talk about what do they feel comfortable saying. And I guarantee you, you have somebody on your team who would feel comfortable answering this question and who would feel comfortable, you know, trying to tackle it and say, well, what I might say to a client is this and then say, okay, what does everybody think about that? And then, uh, you know, walk them through. I think there's um, a couple of really, good things to consider and reiterate to your team which is that they have to listen. They can't stop give a no and stop because for the client that's not active listening. We're not empathetic, we're not hearing the client's concerns and what they're worried about. Yeah. And so we have to give the team the comfort to feel like they can stop and actually listen to what is the client asking me here. And they are probably asking for reassurance. And so if there is a, as you mentioned earlier, Andy, if there's a way that they can connect with that client and make an agreement or some, some way to kind of acknowledge what the client has said, even if you don't agree with it, make them feel heard. Um, And then to be able to have an answer to what are you doing to make the client safe? Because you're not going to give them medical information. You're going to say no there. So this is the no. And here's what I can do for you. And make sure that every member of the team feels comfortable knowing how to say that in their own words.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's all I got. And nothing else to add here. You got anything else?
0: No, this is a this was a fun one. And I think um, you know, work it work it out with your teams. Have the conversation because if you if you aren't already hearing the question i I would be shocked because i know it's uh it's been a hot topic of conversation
1: yeah it's coming all right my friend see you next week
0: have a great one guys take care well guys that's it for this week thanks for joining andy and i as always we love spending our time with you and we hope that you enjoyed this episode If you would like to submit a question or have a topic that you would love to hear us cover, we love hearing from you guys. You can always find us at unchartedvet.com forward slash mailbag, M-A-I-L-B-A-G. And uh, we would love to hear what you would love to talk about. If you're wondering what the Uncharted community is up to, you can always find the calendar on our website at unchartedvet.com forward slash upcoming dash events. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week.